Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Hopcast. Uh, we are now into August. This year is flying by. Uh, so we are uh, back and, um, well, it's the 2nd of August today, which means yesterday was the 1st of August, which of course means only one thing. It was Yorkshire Day. So today is our Yorkshire special. So we're going to be having all Yorkshire beers. Um, let's meet the crew. Uh, she wasn't here a couple of weeks ago because uh, she was I don't know, swanning about somewhere or other, but she's back. It's Laura. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm very excited to be back. Um, I've brought a beer from my travels. Ooh. Um, Been far then. Where where, where were your (laughs) travels? Uh, We went up to uh, Hunminbi, which is not far from Filey, just for a couple of nights away. Um, celebrated the end of lockdown and needing to not see anybody by going to stay in a treehouse in the middle of nowhere with no people nearby, which was lovely. Um, and on the way back, we called into Malton, um, which I'll have definitely mentioned before for their excellent beer festival and Bad Seed and Brass Castle Brewery are both there. So I've brought a Bad Seed beer, um, Time Vortex, described as a hazy pale. Uh, 5.3% with uh, Equinot and Chinook hops. Um, a really, really lovely, colourful artwork. Um, she's all done by uh, Victoria Harley, who's a uh, excellent photographer. So, Good stuff. It looks very good. See, that's the kind of can design that we need in order to kind of stimulate Sean a little bit because Sean's just had a nap, so he's a little sleepy. So we'll, we'll come to Sean last just to give him a little bit of time to uh, to wake up. Um, as ever, Laura, we also need to ask, and, and this is quite a clear one because we can see it, about your beer attire, which is a fabulous T-shirt. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I'd stick with the theme. Um, and um, so I've got my St. Mars of the Desert t-shirt on today i nearly brought a st miles beer actually and then i thought now i'll do uh outside of sheffield but within yorkshire beer and wear my sheffield t-shirt good thinking i like it and were your travels fun did you enjoy them yes it was lovely just drank a lot ate a lot chilled out had a bit of headspace which i think we were both ready for after a busy few months at work and everything so uh, yeah came back feeling refreshed and revitalized and uh yeah loads better so really good time. excellent excellent stuff uh right then adam how you doing i'm all right thank you everybody else all right i have got i've gone a bit north i've gone for um brew york tonkoko right. i think we might have had it on the christmas episode when it was actually on the bar somewhere but um, yeah, I was kind of had this in the fridge for a while. And I think it's about as, about as north of Yorkshire we, we're going to go, I think. Um, but yeah, I think I've actually had a can of this before. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this tastes like. Um, I've probably not taken it out of the fridge. As, well, basically just taken it out of the fridge. So uh, right. um, I would have probably liked to take it out a bit before this, but um, hopefully it'll still be good. So, yeah. Fair enough. And Here just to go. clarify, is it, is it the normal Tonkoko? Not it's the, the normal one, the um, four point. Three percent regular Sankoko. That's a Tonka. good Sunday percentage for a beer. That milk stout. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward Excellent. to it. Excellent. There's a rumor, Adam, that you've been out on the lash this lunch. No, no, no. This, this is false. Uh, how, how many in? Huh? How many are we? Are we down already? <laughs> I've had a couple of cans of Jaipur, plus a couple of more cans of Jaipur. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Adam's had two beers and he's sloshed. Sean oh, slept for sure. half an hour and can't wake himself up. I need a sleep. So, no, I'm all right. I'm good. This is a proper middle-aged men kind of uh, thing that we've got going on uh, on here. Let's, <laughs> let's bring in some youth, shall we? Our guest this week. Um, Josh, do we introduce you as Josh from Blue Bee or do we introduce you as Josh from Kelm Island Tavern or are you just both? Oh, I suppose I'm both, yes. Um, so, which, whichever. Depends, okay, well, depends um, which phone I'm answering. <laughs> you are currently above the Kelm Island Tavern, so yes, we'll, go, yeah. we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, I did about doing it from the Kelm Island from the bar but we're a bit too busy at the minute which is a good thing i suppose i'm gonna say that's not a, that's not a bad thing not a bad thing at all uh we'll um, no doubt talk a lot about the pub and the brewery um as the episode goes on but um all important question for now what beer have you brought well i have i've gone i've gone for cast beer seeing as i'm above a pub um so i had a couple of options with it being yorkshire i thought do i go for bars the bitter from acorn which we've always got on as yorkshire as you can probably get as a beer but I didn't quite fancy a brown bitter. And then I've got a North Riding beer on, but I had a suspicion that, I don't know, but Sean may have gone for a North Riding beer. I know it's one of his favourites. So I avoided I've also, that. I've also got Barnsley Bitter lined up as well. So, <laughs> so you see, I, I, thought that, I thought that may have been some clash. So I, went, I was biased and went for my own beer. So I've got a pint of um, American Five Up, the um, first brew we did after lockdown, and it's version 44. Um, so yeah, I went um, just because, and I will, I will like it, but I will be biased. So um, there Excellent you go. Good stuff. I think I, this is the first time that we've had kind of like a, a beer that's not out of a can or a bottle for ages. I can't remember the last time I had a cask beer on. I think the bar stewards did it once, didn't they? On your um, on yeah. Your, um, Oh yeah, it would have been that. So it would have been. It would have been. That was only, that was only January, and yet it feels like about eight years ago now, doesn't it? Uh, right. Okay. I'll do mine. We'll give Sean another couple of minutes to um, to wake up. I'm quite excited about this. So I've gone very local. I've stayed in Sheffield, and I've gone for Neeps End and Alsis Alkis. I'm looking towards Alsis. Sean for some guidance. I, I've been calling it Alsis for the last last two weeks. I think we'll go with that. Gavin, then. he said Alsis. Alsis, yes. right, good. Beer, That's excellent. So you have to ask Gavin what all his beers are called or pronounced. There's always some weird niche reference to something very loosely linked to the beer somehow. So I've got no idea. I'll try and figure out at some point <laughs> as to where this name comes from. But it's 4.2% session IPA, Citra and Mosaic. Of course, the big deal here is that Neeps End uh, in cans for the first time in the last month or so. Uh, and I've not, I've not had one of their beers out of a can yet, so I'm quite excited about this. Um, so this is uh, my... Uh, Yorkshire tribute, not too far down the road for uh, for Neeps End. Um, Sean, there was a prediction there from Josh that you're going to go for North Right. I mean, you're not that predictable, surely. I uh, I was very lucky enough to uh, be bought two Barnsley beers by a Leeds fan uh, just over a week ago to celebrate Barnsley's great escape. But because we're not quite fully escaped yet, pending Wigan's um, appeal, I've sucked one of them the Barnsley Gold, and I've still got Barnsley Bitter tucked away. That was an obvious choice, Josh, you were right for today. Uh, but I don't drink it yet, until, so I'm, I'm saving that until Wigan's appeal is rejected, and I can use that as a bit of a celebration uh, beer. So, uh, so it, uh, in a roundabout way, I am uh, effing predictable. Um, 
I've gone for the beer that um, if I could just, uh, people are always saying that, know, what, if you've only got one bit to suck, what would it be? Rest of your life, blah, blah, blah. And mine would be on cask, uh, more Friday, uh, Mosaic Pale. So I've gone for that, fresh batch delivered by Stu and, uh, and his team just this week. And to sit in their pub drinking this would be uh, end of days. I, I would be a very, very happy lad. Um, and I'm also drinking it just to connect it um, in my uh, Wolds Way Pale Ale, Wool Top Brewery, not far from where Laura went uh, last week. And it's a straight side of glass, which I hate, but the emblem on the front, Wolds Way, Yorkshire, blah, 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 all works perfectly. Well, I've got, <coughs> sorry, if it, if it counts, I've got a Magic Rock glass, hmm. uh, right, which I definitely yeah. didn't steal yeah. from any pub anywhere in Sheffield. Um, I was going so to put mine in a North Riding glass just to um, my beer, but decided against it. <laughs> I'm kicking myself. We've got some at work and I didn't bring one home, so I've had to go with the uh, the world's way as, a, as an alternative. I'll, I'll, good, I'm going to have to go back and check. Game. This is a beer I often see at the uh, Calum Island Tavern, actually. That, if I ever drink it, that tends to be on a... Uh... We do have a cask on in the cellar at the minute. Oh, um, very good. Not on yet, but... I think there's a, there's a point in every uh, podcast that we've done during lockdown where Sean said, oh, I've got such and such, but I've left it at work. <laughs> it's, it's, Saturday's it's a not weekly... a good day. For, with, with a switch into Sunday, Saturday's not a good day for me to... Uh... Um, be planning things a bit a bit late on, and so uh, I apologise. I do apologise. I've not had a nap on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> since lockdown. Definitely not since lockdown. We've been going out on walks and doing this and all that. But uh, I nodded off earlier. I must have been watching the Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> not watching Harrogate then. Speaking of Yorkshire Day, Harrogate promoted to no, the, no, the football I, league. Have they won? Have they won? Yeah, yeah I looked at the score oh, early, though. Uh, so that's good news. Yeah. Yeah, proving again Excellent that Yorkshire stuff. is... Uh, well, we, just very quickly, um, born in, in hospital in Barnsley, going around everybody, where, where were we all born? Exactly. Barnsley General. Right. Barnsley yeah, General. Right. I was, three, I was three. Menigates Hospital in Wakefield. Wakefield, so. Yorkshire. Yeah. That counts. I think I was born at Jessup's. I would imagine so, if you're from Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. definitely Sheffield. So, yeah. Laura, you're, you're going to need to see you're concerned about this now. You need to research <laughs> where, where, you came into, where you came into this place. Well, yeah, I'm born and bred Sheffield, so. I was in Wakefield this morning, actually. I went to see a brewery, uh, went to see a brewery uh, in, in Wakefield uh, this Malcolm. morning to, to see Malcolm Five Outwoods. Towns. Yeah, so uh, I think that tired me out as well, having to go to West Yorkshire. <laughs> I've been in West Yorkshire today as well. I've been in Leeds. So we've between us, we've covered you know quite a fair bit of uh, of Yorkshire over the last uh, the last few last few days. Yeah. Um, how are things with the shop then, Sean? Yeah. Um, no change. Still, uh, still very good. Um, all three strands deliveries, um, people in the market, and mail order all all bang on. So. Very happy and uh, ready, ready for a holiday, ready for a rest. <laughs> Laura set the trend there, so I think uh, um, ready to put the feet up a bit. My sleep this afternoon doesn't count as a holiday. Um. <laughs> have, have you not got a, a Scarborough trip in the uh, in the diary? No, no, we haven't got a Scarborough trip. Uh, probably not till September. Um, mm. All accommodation options have collapsed. Uh, uh, 
uh, over there at minute. So we're quickly, uh, i.e., my mum and dad sold a frigging caravan. So uh, we're trying, we're trying to uh, uh, sort out some alternatives. Yeah. Fair enough, um, Adam. What what adventures have you been on? I've I've actually been out on the first kind of proper, what what would be considered like a normal night out. Um, I actually bumped into Josh actually, um, convinced him to come on tonight. But um, yeah, it was kind of it's initially quite unusual because I was with like a, a few mixed people. We sat outside and stuff where we could and kept his distance, but um, stayed around Kellam Island and. Um, Josh, I can't remember the name of it, but I've had your black your black IPA that's on at the um, Kelman Tavern, and I'd, it's just a, a beer that I don't tend to get very often anywhere. And just to have a nice cask pint of something like that from what you've you've brewed is um, it's just it feels it feels amazing to be back to, to kind of some form of normality. And um, and I think everyone's been doing really well. I think everywhere I've been so far is just um, echoing what we said like last time we were out. Just um, really you know taking care of people making sure they follow all the guidelines and um you know i you know never know what's going to happen in the next few weeks whether we kind of maybe things might change and stuff but i think from my experience of where i've been i think everyone's done what they can and what they should be doing and um yeah it's it's, 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 it's been good so yeah I've, I've kind of felt like i've been on a night out <laughs> for the first time in what five months or something Adam, some of the papers today reckon that for schools to reopen in September, that the the trade off might have to be pubs close again, right? Mm. As yeah. as a parent, what's your choice? Would you rather your daughter go to school and pubs close, <laughs> I, um, or have pubs open and have to have your daughter at home? It's funny actually because I I saw a poll from um, Beer O'Clock Show that put that out, and I had no context because I'd not actually seen what it was about, and I was thinking this is feels like a no brainer. And to be honest, it's actually it's schools. Um, just I just don't know. It just is at this point. It just seems I don't know. It's, it's you know, there's, there's a win-win, lose-lose on you know, depending on who you are and where you're situated. But uh, I suppose it feels like it feels like schools and education feels more important. I suppose I don't know uh, than you know a pub. I don't know. There's, I mean, I think that some of the bars and stuff have found other ways around actually physically going to pubs. I know. Um, Josh did a really good job of you know doing some off off site sale, sales to you know people outside of the bar and stuff. Um, I don't know, maybe long term that just makes it better. You know, there's a solution by either way, wh- whichever you go. Um, I just can't see how you can sustain either properly. But I don't know. I think maybe schools seems to most people probably more important than an alcohol based thing. I don't know. Um, I don't. It's hard, I don't really. Why no one's thought of the obvious solution here, which is we teach kids in the pub. in, in pubs. Yeah, that seems like yeah, it's, it's a perfect. So obviously, we don't let them drink; that would be irresponsible. But um, doing that for months. <laughs> it's, it's a great idea. Uh, right, good stuff, um, Laura. It's four weeks since we saw you, and and we really missed you. And I think you're on mute. Um, we. We, uh, uh, I think I just didn't talk very loudly. Can you hear oh, me? Yep. Yes, got yeah. you. Um, yeah. So, uh, other than obviously your um, your break, what what have you been up to in the in the beer wide world? We have been to a few pubs now, um, which just to kind of reiterate what Adam said. We've stayed pretty local um, to us, uh, but everywhere that we've been um, has been fantastic. Uh, we've been to Dead Donkey. Jabirwaki, 
um, the Rutland and Barrow Boy uh, and the beer engine. Um, not all in one go, obviously, but um, you know, over the past few weeks, we've uh, been to all of those and really enjoyed it everywhere. You know, it, the fact that people have managed to kind of keep the atmosphere going despite making sure all the measures in place, um, I've been really, really impressed by. Um, so uh, that's been nice. Uh, like Adam said, to do something that feels a bit more normal. Um, so um, yeah, that's been really good. You now, when we were away, uh, we were kind of we were in the car anyway, so we would have just kind of popped in somewhere for a half or something maybe. Uh, but they, uh, the kind of more rural pubs, uh, were all still seem to be closed during the day, um, and obviously they're in, in slightly more remote villages, so we're just kind of taking their time to reopen a little bit more. Um, I know when we, we went to see Chris, who uh, works at Bad Seed Brewery, and uh, he said that Malton has lost four pubs kind of permanently uh, after this, which is a, a real shame. Um, oh, it's not a very big place. I can't imagine it has that many more than four pubs. Um, so uh, that was quite telling for us, really. Um, but, yeah, we didn't have a, anything while we were there, but took plenty with us, so we were okay. Good stuff, good stuff. So I um, uh, we talked ages ago, and I said that I'd been to the to the Stag, which is my local on Salter Lane, uh, and then not been to any pub since until yesterday, where I did a little bit of like a Kellam Island um, thing or the what do you call it, Adam? The Gibral- Gibraltar Triangle. Gibraltar Triangle. I think. Are you the only person that says that? I, that I thought thing? I'd invented it, and I heard someone else say it. So I think more than one person's thought of it. So I'd, at, least, at least two people. That term. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Okay. That's good. Um, so bar steward Shakespeare's and the crow. Um, it was a fairly whistle stop sort of afternoon thing because I was up really early this morning. But um, all all great. Um, all obviously kind of taking things really seriously. They all felt really safe, and I think that's the theme that we've all kind of had from our experiences so far, isn't it? It's just feeling safe, which I didn't expect to happen with, um, with pubs. So that's, um, that's awesome. Uh, right, Josh, over to you. What, um, so many kind of things to ask you about what, what was your, so first of all, what was the experience of being a brewer in lockdown like? Well, at first it was all pretty, pretty concerning, especially as a cast brewer and not ever doing any small pack. And we just decided to, from, from the beginning to mothball the brewery for a while because obviously I have other things to think about with the pub um, and just, just see how things pan out because obviously you didn't know at the beginning what what aid would be there, whether it be with the furlough and things like that and the grants available and and just we didn't know how long it would go on for. It was sort of like it might just be a month to start with and obviously it dragged on and dragged on and dragged on. So so yeah, it was it was stressful at first but then I sort of once it had all sort of calmed down a bit and the the announcements were made by by Rishi and about furlough and that sort of thing. It just made it a bit less stressful, should we say, from both the pub and brewery side of things. And then it was just a case of, well, it's quite just just figure out what to do about um, everything. Really, just got a chance to do a bit of improvements to the pub. Um, we've had the toilets done. We've done a lot of painting in the cellar and things like that. A bit of gardening, all that sort of thing. All the stuff you never get much time to do. So. I had a chance to do that. And then eventually we decided, well, we've got all this beer sat there after about a month doing nothing at the pub. We might as well, we might as well try and sell it. And obviously that really went well for us. Um, and we shifted quite a lot of beer. We were shifting like 10 casts a week and about five or six kegs a week in 
four days or two hours. So it was, it was going really well. And, and once we'd sold out of beer, we were then buying more from wherever we could, whether it be the Rutland, we've got um, the license to wholesale. So we were shifting some of their beer for them to help them out. And then also then we were, had to drive up to Leeds, to North, to Northern Monk to get more beer because just getting hold of the cask and keg and stuff was getting more and more difficult, especially fresh stuff. Um, and then we just decided to crack on with that. And then until the announcement that we could reopen and then kicking back in to start brewing, and which seems to have gone quite well as well. Um, we seem to have... I was doing half brews to start with. They were just selling out within a week. So I had to start brewing back to normal, really. Um, yeah, so... Awesome. Um, so kind of the... Well. Uh, so reopening the pub to do kind of like off-site sales, because... I, th- I think that you were one of the, f- from, from my recollection, you were one of the first in, in Sheffield. I remember when I kind of saw it popped up on Facebook and I was like, oh, right. And I was a bit surprised and like, oh, I guess you could do that. What what was kind of, what was going through your mind at that point? Because it must have been something that was a little bit nerve wracking as to whether or not people would even be interested or whether or not the reaction might be negative to it. Well, yeah, there was a bit of, the Harlequin had been doing it throughout, um, um, so they they didn't stop doing it. So a few pubs did it for the first weekend. And I think we did the Shakespeare did it for the first day or so, just to, just to try and shift some stock that was on the bar. And then obviously it was just a case of just see what happens. And the Harlequin carried on doing it throughout. And then the gardeners started the weekend before us. And um, so there were a few people doing it. I think the Itchy Pig might have even started before us. Um, but it was just a case of we've got all this beer. It's no difference to an off license opening. We were people coming up to the bar we were filling cartons and containers and then just letting people take it away I, I mean didn't feel unsafe one person in it out at a time so we weren't we weren't having loads of people milling about the pub it was walk up to the bar straight in straight out there was no everyone was queuing along the street as opposed to queuing inside so yeah it worked really well and I'm surprised how well, how well it it kicked up it, it took off basically um, I mean we, at one point we had we, we had people queuing right 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 around onto Alma Street so yeah it just just went well and it seemed stupid to stop once we sold out of a stock because there were people as well who when they first came in had not spoken to anyone for for a month or six weeks so they were just glad to come in and see a friendly face someone in you as regulars just someone to talk to so it was nice to get back to giving that community feel that what a pub's about and not just about beer but about the people that come in the pubs and rely on them and especially with some of the some of the older people who are a bit more vulnerable who don't have access to technology, they've just been sat there on their own and and that's the first contact they've had with people. So it was good it was good in that way to sort of put a smile on people's faces. That's that's amazing to hear actually, because I, I I'd probably not appreciated that that there will be people that you know, we I, I guess we've all been kind of on and off Zoom right throughout the early stages of lockdown and not really thought anything of it. I was still going to work, you know, every other day. Um and, and those people that, you know, maybe weren't getting any human contact that even you know, even if it's just literally coming in the pub to pick something up, that little bit of normality will have got them through a few days. I'm sure the beer will have helped get them through those few days as well. We were also chatting to people in you in the queue as well. So the queue, because obviously it was a long queue and then the, the people would know each other in the queue. So seeing faces they'd not seen and just people, because it was only a two hour short period we were open a day and people tended to come on the same day. People would congregate, like turn up at similar sort of times. So that you'd sort of, people would become like a, you'd get regulars within like on the days of takeout and you'd know that they'd be turning up at this time and, 
and yeah. you'd be seeing similar faces over and over and over again. So it was it was good in that respect, and yeah, it worked it worked pretty well for us. I mean, it was nowhere near what as normal takings are, and obviously we're still not operating on as normal takings, but it it all helps. I mean, and it's it was good for us as well, just to get to talk to people and a bit of get rid of a bit of boredom for ourselves, something to do, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Makes sense. So, so what? What about now then? So, obviously, kind of, you know, you you reopen as much as any pub is, is reopen in in kind of the the current circumstances. Um, so, what what kind of adaptations and stuff have you have you had to make? So, we're just doing table service only. So, wait to be seated. Got to sit uh, sit and stay where you are, basically, unless you need the toilet, obviously, or want to leave. But table service only, which is a pain, but. It's obviously what's necessary. We don't want people wandering around a bar. Obviously, some bars are better set up for coming to the bar and having space to queue. We've decided we'll take the queuing out of it. Um, and on the whole, we're down to a capacity with the beer garden as well, about 60 people, if the groups come in the right sizes. So we've probably never been up to 60, but we've took tables out to make, make the tables further spaced apart. Um, and yeah, we're trying to keep the pub feel as much as possible. We don't want, we haven't put any screens or anything up because we still, we still want people to feel like they can talk amongst each other almost. Um, so the, so, so we've had regulars come in, sitting apart, coming in at different times, and still being able to talk to each other, and and feel like they still have that pub pub experience, not just a sterile, put yourself in a goldfish bowl experience. I mean, I've been to, I think, 20 pubs now. And I think, I've, like, like you've all said, I've not been to one that's done it badly. I think everyone's, everyone's adapted well and every, everywhere I've been feels safe as well. Gosh, um, I saw you the other day and we were talking a little bit about the um, small brewers duty relief changes. Um, I just thought how that's kind of, that's spanner in the works, how that's kind of impacted on you. Any thoughts on how that impacts on Blue Brewery moving on? If we continue our current production, it would have a small effect. Obviously, the, the, what's been released is not very clear at the minute. I've not properly looked into it, and it won't be coming in straight away. But it's not great for 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 small brewer any any small brewery, especially ones that are wanting to expand. Um, I'm not too worried about doing that at the minute because I've got a lot on with the pub and other things, but. I think I think it will be a serious stopgap, especially with this as well. For for some small breweries that are on the cusp, or even ones that are already at beyond that limit, it's just it's just sort of a a bit of a kicking kicking the bollocks, really. Yeah. Um, and then, um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously for the likes of Abbeydale, it's it's not as a effect, but obviously Abbeydale are very against it as well, which is good. There's a lot of big breweries that are against it. There's some that aren't. I mean, I've had a pint of a beer. Off, off. It's not stopped me drinking a pint of beer off someone that who who were on the list of um, list of the ones that were for it. But there are reasons why brewers want there wanted to be some reform to make it easier for people at Abbeydale size without screwing over the small guys. So that first there were a few lists of names where you go, why are they on the list? It was because they they, they wanted to be some reform there in the positive to allow further growth but i don't know it's one of those wait and see things really um mm. i've not properly read into it i know i should have done but <laughs> I've, had, I've had a lot on you got, you got enough on your plate as it yeah. is i suppose yeah. <laughs> it's here and now at the minute <laughs> so I, I don't i don't really know anything about about any of that 
So, um, was, was going to take this one? <laughs> I'll, let Laura, I'll let Laura. I'll let Laura. Put her side. I'm absolutely no expert on this whatsoever. Um, but at the moment, a small brewery is classed as a brewery that um, produces five thousand hectolitres or less a year. Um, and they benefit from the full level of duty relief. And there's then a sliding scale, but it's quite a sharp scale. So uh, that goes up to, I think it's at 60,000 hectolitres that you pay the full rate. Um, Abbeydale are, uh, just as an example, are at about 19,000 hectolitres. So we're obviously quite far above the five, but nowhere near the 60. But we, uh, we pay nearly 90% of full duty. Uh, so that kind of shows you how, how sharp the, the scale goes. Um, so we potentially, depending on what the reforms do, potentially stand, stand to benefit from it if they soften it so that the brewers between those two levels um, uh, have to kind of pay less till you get much closer to the 60,000 mark. But what the main thing that they want to do is is uh, change the definition of a small brewery to just 2,100 hectolitres. So the breweries in between 2,100 and 5,000 will pay a much steeper uh, rate of duty, which will inhibit their growth. Um, I mean, it's like the kind of line that Abbeydale's taking on it is, we've passed a certain rung of the ladder where we are now on this sliding scale of duty that absolutely does not mean we in any way want to pull that ladder up underneath us. You know, it's the, it's the smaller breweries that have um, kind of pushed the whole industry forward as far as we're concerned. It's a lot as, because of the, their influence that the diversity of the beer world has become so much better. Um, it's pushed Abbeydale to make different beers and not kind of rest on the laurels. And they're the ones that are pushing this all forward. So, uh, as a brewery, we very, very much think that it's the wrong thing to do um, and that it needs to be looked at in a way that's more more fair for those people that are less able to, to pay. And, um, you know, from, from what we're concerned, from where we're coming at it, yes, we pay more, but we also make more. And, you know, that's all kind of factored into to what we do. So, uh, yeah, as a, it's... As a brewery, we're very against it. And as a drinker, I'm very against it as well. Uh, you know, so anything that stifles what the industry is able to do in that way is a bad thing. James, I've got a, a question there, if, uh, if, if I can. You mentioned there that you, you, you weren't sure about it. And uh, I think we, we tend to look at breweries and judge breweries based on um, what they brew, who works for them, how we friends, do we know them, um, how easy it is to get their particular beers but don't necessarily know a great deal about the actual size and capacity of a brewery, who's bigger, Cloudwater or Northern Monk, who's bigger, Cloudwater or Abbeydale, and so on and so on. So uh, a, a question for Josh and Laura, and a bonus one for Josh. Um, but is, is it, is it um, are the statistics that are freely available that, um, that dictate and show which level breweries uh, are at? You said 19,000 hectolitres, Laura, for uh, for Abbeydale, I think uh, there. What Josh? Is it is it um, is it information people are happy to share? What what are you at, buddy, at the moment? Are you I think, I mean, two and a half thousand, three thousand, five? Last year we did. A, we're just under the new new. So we we're, last year we did about two thousand. Obviously this year's yeah. completely skewed. It's just a, yeah. 
it just makes no diff. It yeah. It won't come in. It wouldn't affect us if it happened this year because we've had three months of no production. So, so that obviously makes it. But then, it's we see if you're a CBA member, you CBA ask for the um, details every year. It's right. I don't think any brewer would not share it with you, but obviously Northern Monk are a hell of a lot bigger than Cloudwater. If that's one, they of are. Reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's that's a good point. A lot of people don't necessarily uh, realise that mm. they, they, they look at two breweries and think, well, they're pretty much the same level. I know Cloudwater are ten thousand hectolitres at the moment. Northern Monk are about twenty five thousand. But that's about how much Northern Monk puts into M and S. I know. Yeah, like correct. That. Yeah, it, it is. Their core yeah. years. So, whereas Cloudwater don't tend to sell to big dis- No, they don't. Dis- no, they're deliberately, yeah, they've deliberately mm. capped it at, to, at that. But is it's them, easy to so, think that they're all the same size. Yeah. Is there, um, you probably don't even know this, but is there a kind of, just for people who may be listening who have got no kind of concept, could anybody maybe name a couple of breweries who are on the kind of two ends of that spectrum or roughly? Or is that... Well, Andrew, that- yeah, go on. I think, I think, for instance, if they drop it down to 2,000, breweries in Sheffield that will be particularly affected, well, Neep's end will be because they're producing somewhere in that, in that, middle, in that middle ballpack. There's still small brewers' relief. Mm-hmm. So you're talking Neep's end. Kellam Island, probably. I don't know what their production is these days. It might be, I don't think they're above it. So, so they're probably still in small brewers' relief because they don't produce as much as they once did. And then, still in that kind of sort of locally yeah, kind of yeah, local, but not but but not the not the smaller ones. So basically, if you if I brew on ten barrel brews, ten barrel brews, then so I can get forty nines out of a brew. If we're talking cask, forty nine gallon casks of brew, and if I brew twice a week, that's about the limit, give or take, of, of where the new so right. new level will come in. So if you're brewing on fifteen barrels or thirty brewers barrels, twenty brewers barrels, twice a week or more. You're going to be affected by this, so because often you, you breweries talk about the size of their production level, but you don't know how much they produce. Mm. So, for instance, smart only brew tend to brew once a week, so they probably will not be affected by this. Right. But then, if they expand, then they will. It will stop them expanding. For instance, so so I mean, I can't guarantee that I'm right about what I'm saying about smod, mm. but but so if you're just trying to think of a Sheffield comparison, and then I'm not sure if there's anyone else in Sheffield producing. I might have made True North maybe might be mm. affected because obviously they brew quite a bit. Stansel will be affected. Um, so I'm not sure if there'll be anyone else, but um, in the Sheffield uh, in Sheffield postcodes, but probably well, there might be someone in Acorn, but Acorn are probably above it as well. Mm. So if you, if you were on that kind of boundary, like as in maybe dropping into it from the bottom end, what impact would it be? What 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 is the natural thing that a brewer would have to maybe do to maybe avoid it? Or what, what do you think was the obvious thing they'd have to do, sort of? It's not, I mean, what, what, it's not what, really announced how the sliding scale is going to work yet. The idea is it's going to be a cost neutral <coughs> effect um, from from the, for the chancellor's point of view of doing this, whilst being able to stop that higher end of um, higher end that the people like Abbeydale are affected, the higher end of that curve. Um, so it sort of flattens the curve almost by bringing the curve starting earlier. Um, so, so until you know how the how percentage-wise how much it's going to go up, it's difficult to say mm. exactly how it will have effect. But yeah. obviously, then every time you brew a bit too much more, it's going to you, yeah. your duty is going to go up and up and up and up until a certain level. But 
it's difficult. It's it's very vague at the minute, it's from what I've seen. But I could be wrong. I mean, there are, there are people that are campaigning a lot harder yeah. for this, and and will know the ins and outs. And but I'm not really one of them. I'm. <laughs> Yeah, me neither, so please feel free to... Josh, I don't know if you heard any uh, glaring errors in anything I said or anybody that is, that is listening, uh, please uh, do feel free to, to correct me. Guess like, it was uh, kind of one of a, a fresh kind of thing that's come out and then remember moving Josh, I, I, met, I saw Josh I mean, the other night at the, the Crow and he kind the, of mentioned... The guy, at, the guy on Twitter at Being Nerva, he seems to know, know a lot about it. Um, he's worth looking up if you're, if you're interested in from a small brewer's point of view. He's been a very ad- adamant campaigner on it. He'll, he's he's probably got he's done blogs and stuff with some great information on it, and he's probably something to look at. And there are there are a few others. I'm sure Seba have probably got quite a bit of information on their on their website to have a look at. Um, but yeah, don't go on what me and Laura are saying as as, as <laughs> that. <laughs> Good stuff. It's interesting. That um, Sean, what is your beer like? And um, I, I know something it, you've, it, you've it, drunk it, several it, thousand liters of it in the past. It's gone, yeah, uh, and uh, I think currently uh, Stu brews it's about um, two and a half thousand. So again, he he's affected uh, in sense of um, either staying at that level, potentially paying more, or clipping production. And so that's the type of brewer that's that, that are having to now perhaps make decisions over the coming twelve months. Uh, as to what direction to go in for the future, the beer was obviously outstanding. Um, and uh, I look forward to trying a, a, a pint of that uh, on uh, on cask in their in their pub in September. Um, and I've got another bottle as well, although it's it, it's probably not one I'm going to have tonight. I've got another one uh, ready and ready and waiting. So top class. I, I really like Sean. Actually, can I also point out that? Go on. I was just going to say I feel quite bad that I didn't ask you with uh, like us, us Sheffielders have been talking about going back to pubs and stuff. I didn't ask you whether right. you have yet because last time you'd still sure. not done. Um, no, not not has, not yet been not yet been in a pub. Uh, we, we drive, of course, uh, to and from Sheffield on on the the days that we're in Sheffield. So not has not as yet uh, been in a. So you're not in, in a pint of cask the, beer then. No. No, uh, but which, le- which leads uh, which leads me on to something I was going to say there that there is only, uh, and I have thought about this long and hard in the last uh, half hour. If I go into a pub and I see there's a North Riding beer on, I might have it, I might not. I can access it in other ways and so on. There is only one brewer I can think of, uh, and brewery who, if their beer is on, if I go in a pub, I have that beer from that brewery and it is josh mm. um i think he's the most underrated brewer in the uk right <laughs> i thought about that for the last half hour as well um and where wherever i am um if a blue beer a uh, blue beer, beer is is on not a blue, blue beer, beer. apologize <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's only the it end of october not the blue beers <laughs> um if there is a blue bee beer try saying that yourself in a second blue bee beer um <laughs> on i do not look at anything else i i will have the blue bee and the the five hop series that uh, that he does is is magnificent yeah and the black so, ipas the, yeah uh, so again good, if it was there i, I was i was watering at the mouth uh, when you, what was you it Josh, remind it. me what the beer that i had it's yeah, on it's yours at wheels, wheels of confusion is it it's a collaboration with is it with lucy lucy from the shakespeare, shakespeare. Case, so yeah bang on mate 
I think it was on in the Rutland the other day. If I yeah, I've had it twice. I've it <laughs> also had it in the Rutland and yeah. can confirm it's delicious. <laughs> oh, I've not been in the Rutland yet. I feel left no, out. me neither. No, we'll to, this this week, we'll have to do it. Right, three of us this week, we're going. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> somehow, we'll get there. Uh, cool. Um, Josh, uh, I, I, I mean, I guess that you what, brewed? you're not going to say it's terrible, <laughs> but uh, tell us about your beer. It's also gone. I'm now on an off-riding beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have you got table service upstairs, Josh? No, not, unfortunately not. I thought we'd do <laughs> It's got a pipe. <laughs> I've just got a cat for company. You saw it earlier, like getting back inflating. No table service. Um, yeah, it's it's. I'm going to say it's good. I mean, I'm not going to say it in, it's the usual sort of bitter set flavour with plenty of hoppiness. Um, but yeah, this one's got Citra, Equinox, Cascade, Simcoe, and Columbus in. Um, and yeah, I'm, I like it. But I tend to make beers I like, mm. so. Josh, Josh, are you, Josh, are you running out of combinations? Uh, have you have you done a five hop with the same five hops in uh, no. from from day one? So I'm have not, you still I'm got not, an unlimited I'm, amount? Well, not unlimited. I mean, there's there's there is a mathematical formula. Something choose however many current American hops there are. Um, I've not got my scientific calculator on me, but I, I bet it's in its sort of millions. So yes. we're not going to run so out for a while. Easy. Yeah. Josh, just a really quick one. Um, I know we've had you on before, and you might have said this before, but obviously people who can't get in small pack and stuff, you do kind of stretch a little bit out of sort of South Yorkshire. If people are listening who are maybe just a little bit out of Sheffield, where's likely that they might be able to drop on like a cask pint of your beer? If you're in Derby, the Alex or the Smithfield, um, there's a few places in West Yorkshire, not necessarily in Leeds, but a few places in Huddersfield sometimes have it on. Sportsmen sometimes have it on. Stars had it on since lockdown, Rat and Ratchet. Um, it gets over to Hull, the Whalebone. I mean, it, go, it goes all over Manchester, a few places, and then down as far as Bristol, up to Edinburgh. Yeah, I, I don't tend to, I send it through wholesalers, so it just turns yeah. up. In I know all you sometimes do jump in your, you do drive stuff around a bit, don't you? Yeah. So I just thought about um, but it, it all depends. I mean, we get we do quite well in Halifax as well. Some strange little towns that <laughs> Wakefield as well. I sell it to quite a few little pubs in on the outskirts of Wakefield. But I don't know. It just it appears. Look on Untapped. That's the yeah. Um, good. That's the, that's always a good way of finding <laughs> there we out. Go. Um, good answer. But yeah, it does get around. But we mainly do quite well in in pubs in Sheffield, especially round round here. At the minute, we're doing quite well. It's on in the Crow, it's on in the Shakespeare at the minute, it's on in here, it's on in the Rutland, so Itchy Pig, Broadfield, plenty of places in Sheffield to get my beer. Good stuff. Good stuff, thank you. Uh, Laura? Um, I mean, I feel like I go on about how much I like Bad Seed anyway, but this is, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the best Bad Seed beer I've ever had. It's wow. really, really delicious. Uh, it's described as a hazy pale, but it's more, I'd say it's more IPA even though it's 5.3% so it may be a little bit low but it's got really really nice bitterness in the finish really really juicy um and uh you can still buy it uh online as well I don't know if you have if you get bad seed beers in very often we're, sure. we're, yeah yeah we're, we're, we're picking two yeah. with them so none at the moment but there could very well be some in two weeks time yeah so we mix and match but one thing that just to give a quick shout out to um because I really, really like what Bad Seed and Brass Castle have done. Obviously, it's two small breweries in close proximity to each other and both with you know, their own challenges, um, both making great beer. 
Maybe something about breweries that begin with B being underrated because I'd put Bad Seed on Brass Castle Blue alongside Bay. Blue B as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, so. Brewdog. Uh, <laughs> not Brewdog. So uh, Bad Seed's beer is actually available at the moment on Brass Castle's web shop because Bad Seed don't have their own. So Brass Castle have allowed them, you know, that kind of platform. Uh, and in exchange, I know Chris has been doing deliveries of his beer and of Bad Seed's beer. Uh, Brass Castles basically uh, together so um, I just think it's really nice how they've kind of teamed up to really help each other get through it Um, just a a really nice example of um, what the what the beer world can be like when it when it uh, works together Um, so yeah I'd I'd recommend uh, looking them both up if you're somebody that's not familiar with them um, and all available from uh, directly from Brass Castle. Laura, Laura, should we call that collaboration Bad Brass Castle? Seed. Or Brass Seed. Or Brass Seed, yeah. Brass Seed sounds Never a bit know. weird, doesn't yeah. it? Time, they, might be this, they, might, they might join forces and it might be Brass, Bra- Brass, Brass Seed. Seed Bad sounds Castle. like a drug. Yeah, Bad a drug Castle's you might buy on a, on, a, on a naughty street down Kellum uh, one night, Brass Seed. Got any Brass Seed? Uh, uh, yeah, Bad Castle yeah. sounds a bit more badass, doesn't it? It sounds like a ride you might go on at Flamingo Land, uh, <laughs> or like a, or um, a, uh, an Alcapop. You got any, <laughs> you got any bad, castle, bad um, castle? Bad Castle Raspberry. <laughs> it sounds like something that you would uh, try after four cans of Jaipur, uh, Adam. Um, <laughs> yeah. Brill. Um, the uh, Neeps end, as you'd expect, is uh, very good and um, is it, it kind of strangely does have a like a twang of like a cask beer to it. Mm. It's quite a strange experience how they've done that, but um, very good and uh, lovely and tasty for a 4.2% session IPA. So very impressed with that. Um, Adam. Yeah, very good. I think um, Tom Coco just reminds me of um, Laura's um, birthday. Was it last year? Feels like last last year. Um, as going through the different Tom Cocos, and um, I don't think Tonka flavored um, beers are initially. I don't think you always like them straight away because it's quite an unfamiliar flavor. It's fine. I think once you've had a few, I think <clears throat> it's a beer that you kind of always go back to. I think it's quite a, becoming a bit of a classic. I think yeah, Tom Coco. And um, yeah, <clears throat> very very good. And now it's warmed up a little bit as well, so it's um, it's, uh, it's quite nice. I got it in my Abbeydale glass, so Laura, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, bang on, Brill, good stuff. All that remains then is um, is beer selfie. Um, Josh, I don't know how you're going to do this because you've not even got any beer got left in it. I've got, I've got oh, you got the pump pump clip. It's got Perfect. his face. It's got his face. It's got his face. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I've got a different camera angle now because I've moved all my uh, office round. There we go. That'll do us. Fantastic. Um, Josh, thank you very much. And yes. um, obviously we'll um, you know, be keeping an eye on, on what happens with the, the, the pub and the brewery over the coming weeks and, uh, and months. And you know, hopefully things continue to go in the, in the right direction. Um, thank you very much for your time. Lovely to see you all. And uh, we will likely be back in a fortnight. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. See ya.